worked very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. In today's episode, I welcome the latest guest from my segment in which I champion the achievements of some truly remarkable female athletes. We hear today from a rugby enthusiast who is breaking barriers in the men's game. As always, I'm Sean Connolly, and you're very welcome to Sportsbeat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sportsbeat Extra. I'm extremely pleased to welcome a rugby player and enthusiast who is setting the benchmark for women in the men's game. Previously a resident of Gorey and County Wexford, Audrey Fulham is breaking barriers and becoming a prominent referee of the senior men's game in the country. Audrey, an absolute pleasure to speak with you today. How are you? Hi, how's it going, Sean? I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm very, very good. I'm very good. And thanks for joining me today. Rugby, obviously a sport loved in this country. Was it a sport that was prominent in your house growing up? Okay, well, it wasn't rugby. <laughs> it was just the thing. Uh, it was football, soccer. Um, my nana uh, and my uncles, um, all huge Arsenal fans of supporters. So I grew up um, watching football on the telly all the time. So uh, there wasn't any rugby. They'd watch the occasional Six Nations games or like a Heineken Cup final. Um, so that was the only taste of rugby I got. But um, as I got older, I kind of started to... I had friends who were into rugby and it would kind of you know I'd be more like likely to watch a match and yeah just kind of I guess if you want to say spiraled from there that's um, <laughs> uh, that's the best way to put it but yeah it's a relatively new um, part of my life in like I'm 29 so it would have been probably at age 17 or 18 by the time I started getting into rugby. It's still quite a bit of time that you've spent in it and it's, it's dedicated yeah. quite a bit of your life. So it was essentially watching action on the television that inspired a decision for you to get involved and just a love for what you were seeing on the television. Yeah, so well, I think I had been watching it for a long time then, but while I was in college, so I did four years um, law in Minute, and during that time it was obviously very exam-focused and uh, study-heavy, so I, I actually didn't, I felt like I had no hobbies at all by the, by the end of it. Um I, you know, I'd worked retail as well, so my weekends were taken up, um, working um, part time and then studying when I ca- when I could. So I had no time for anything really. I, I I play a few instruments and I had they they were set to the wayside as well. So I, I really I I was um, I was looking for something then once I finished once I graduated just to try and get something to um, one keep me fit and then two um, you know get myself back into a hobby, try something new. So I I started playing tag rugby that summer. Um, so that's, that's kind of, I would say, where it started at uh, playing. And then I played for the Tala women's team for a couple of years. Um, and then from there, someone said to me about a female-only Leinster referees, um, like a workshop uh, for... for um, for just yeah, for just women only, which we, I was like, okay, that's that's kind of nice. Um, and it was mid season; I think it was in the January of 2018, and that's when I no, oh, sorry, it would be in 2017. I started um, reffing then in September that year, and um, yeah, I haven't really looked back. It's been really great. 
And how would you describe the training? Were you plunged into an environment that made you anyway uncomfortable or were you with like-minded individuals just looking to, I suppose, advance your knowledge of the game? Yeah, no, no, they're brilliant, I have to say. Um, the, the, they do monthly kind of um, met, like meetings. We, we, we often meet in Lansdowne Rugby Club uh, every month and every month it would be a different area of the game that they would focus on. So whether it's scrum or line-out, um, communication, game management, they, they've, they've always reinforced the knowledge and, and the, the laws and um, any questions you have, there's always someone that you can text or, or give a call to and um, clarify a point. If you, if you had a match where something happened and you weren't sure if you managed it right or if you made the right decision and you just you, you didn't want to, you know... Um, make a mistake again if it was um incorrect so there's a, yeah there's definitely a lot a big big support system there for all the referees um and there's i have to say they were brilliant for the female referees that are there there's kind of um mentor programs and um there's a few like kind of um like older or like more well, i would say older but more experienced female referees um like sue carthy and helen o'reilly and and so they they would champion a lot of the younger inexperienced referees um, especially when I started out like I'd have Sue Carthy I uh, used to have a, a chat with her on the phone a lot and talk through our games and, and um, any issues that we had and I thought I thought it was a really nice way now I, I don't know if, if the, the male referees also they might have had that as well but I felt, I felt like it was nice to have another woman to talk to um, about things you know at the, especially when you're starting out and the risk of sounding stupid with some questions um, to someone, you know, it, it, I don't know why it's kind of easier to talk to women about it sometimes, but um, that's just my personal experience. So well, it definitely was nice to have someone there to um, to chat to. Upon receiving your qualifications, describe what it was like that first time going out officiating a match and what age group was it? Well, so, so my first, uh, I did the workshop, my first ever match was um, an under-13s boys match and it was Bective versus Westminstertown and I was so nervous. I don't think the coaches had any idea it was my first match because I just tried to like you know fake it till you make it. Um, so I, I did that one and it went really well. And a couple of that was September 2018. So um, my trial match was towards the end of that month or, or October, and um, that was a go. It, it was a Greystones and versus RD and Dundalk, and it was an under 18 boys match. And I passed the trial match, and then the next week I was given a men's senior match. It would have been Metro 5. I think it was BlackRock versus CYM. So I was I was so nervous, but I think it, once you do something often enough, it becomes like second nature. So the nerves kind of chill, chill out a bit. Sometimes I'll still get a bit nervous if I get a relatively high-skilled uh, high match or you know a, a high-level match. Uh, or if I know if it's like a top-of-the-table clash or, or a semi-final or something, like I'd, I'd still get a bit nervous. But um, I, I have quite a lot of confidence in myself and my abilities, which is nice. And I think that that stems from the Leinster referees being so supportive and um, reiterating a lot of um, of the, the laws and, and, and how you should referee. And, you know, the support there, like if anything goes wrong, you have someone to call at the end of the match and, and get it sorted and... Um, have any questions you have answered. It's obvious that you're a confident individual and you, you took this with both hands, you embraced it. But even with that, it accelerated so quickly that being thrust into a senior men's match, it must have been a very surreal moment. 
Yeah, I remember getting an email to say, like, your notification fixture appointments. Um, to, and it said, like, uh, Division 5 Metro um, men's match. And I, and I was like, oh! <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, am I ready? Like, I just, I, I was, I was, uh, I was definitely very nervous about it. Um, but it, the, the match just went really well. I, I feel like sometimes the higher uh, level the match is, the easier it is to referee because there's, the players just get it. They get that you're there to help. And, you know, like, it, it, there's no, like, confusion and, and you can just kind of get on with it. That's when your fitness would need to be better, though. You know, like, because obviously it's a faster-paced game. Um, but, I yeah, I found, like, once I did, like, a, a, a men's senior match, there was just, there was less questions being asked and, and, and more just rugby being played. So, you know, I, I definitely, I, I enjoyed this, the, the senior game a lot. And I think one thing from the outside, when, when you listen to this story, it is massively admirable for the powers that be that are putting those positions in place because it was a tremendous show of confidence in your abilities, not your gender. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, that's not to say I haven't been uh, singled out before um, negatively because of my gender in, in rugby. I, I've had I've had a few comments, you know, made along the way um, about my looks. Like, I'd arrive to a match and... Um, people would say, like, oh, I didn't know they did, you know, pretty referee, you know, or something stupid or, or you're the prettiest referee we've ever had. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> can we just get on with the game? You know, like, there's always a few comments like that. So the gender thing does come into it, but I think um, overall it, it's nice to, like, it definitely impacts more positively than negatively. Um, I like those moments. Um, I just like they're kind of insulting for me. But, the positives of me being there as a as a woman um, refereeing or taking charge of any game is really nice because you do have like the younger women and the the the, um, the girls playing rugby that are looking at someone like myself and, and thinking oh that's really cool I didn't you know I didn't uh, know referees could be women or I didn't know women could referee men's games so it, it's definitely um, it, it 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 champions a lot of younger girls I think to kind of you know, see see a, a woman take charge of a of a match and, and, and think that's something I could do. That's a, another door opening for me in, in the future, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose with men's rugby more so than anything, it's a sport that's famed for giant men showing massive yeah. respect for much smaller men with a whistle. So did yeah. that respect <laughs> resonate to yourself immediately as well? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's funny. Um, I, I always found it very um, amusing. Like I'd be I'd be called sir a few times um, oh, really? during during a match. Yeah, and and their initial like oh, I'm so sorry, and I'm like no no it's fine. <laughs> I, I really don't mind. Um, or sometimes they'll ask at the start of a match, do we call you Miss or Ma'am or Ref or Sir or and I'm like oh, honestly I don't mind. <laughs> I was like Ref is usually the best because it's like kind of neutral um, gender wise. So. Go for it, but if it's if, like it's very hard to when it's a high-paced, intense game to remember to keep yourself in check with anything like that. As long as you don't call me something, you know, uh, you know, like a curse word or something, I don't really mind. Uh, but um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it is. It, it is. It's nice, like like reffing the men's game, and you know, there's thirty men there, and they're all taller than me, all bigger than me, and I'm like the one that they have to listen to. Like it, it, it's 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 kind of a, like as I said, it's amusing, like the idea of it, because it's not very traditional. Like usually the referee is a man, 
um, and has been for quite some time with rugby. So it is it is nice. Like I've, I'd say majority of my matches that I do, I'm the first female that's refereed that that, that team or like that some of those players. And I've had it said to me a lot. So, but um, it, it it doesn't seem to make a difference once the whistle, the first whistle is blown and the game starts. Like I don't think it, it really comes into um, anyone's mind then. Well, that's fantastic, and I think that probably resonates from the overall assumption that people have about the respect that's in rugby. You made mention when you began speaking about this that you maybe received some sort of comments when you would arrive at games about your looks and your appearance. I suppose, on a broader spectrum, have you experienced much negativity or toxicity in the role? I have, yeah. No, I, I have. And, and, and I've even had a few of my male referee colleagues, um, you know, write to me and say, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you put up with it. Um, I, like, you know, th- what they say isn't true. It's not, you know, it's not okay. And I hope you know that doesn't represent the majority of rugby fans and, and, you know, people involved in the sport. So, like, I've, I've had people uh, write to me on Twitter telling me that I shouldn't referee men's rugby and that they should leave the men's game to the men and the women's game to the women. And, you know, like, just things like that and, and get away from our sport and, and you're ruining it. And, you know, I, I, it's like, the, I try not to focus too much on those comments because it's just it's just a sad little man at the end of the day on the other side of a keyboard and he's thinking that that's okay to say and it's always really uh, heartwarming to see a lot of men come to my defense on on something like twitter and say like tell, tell your man to shut up and um you know how welcome women are in the sport and how much women being involved in the sport has enhanced it over time and um, it, so it, it is, I think like with every negative, there's, there's 10 positives with rugby. So, I mean, like I, I can deal, I can deal with it as well. The, the kind of unworthy men <laughs> uh, on Twitter, the, the, you know, the, the, the men who, who aren't very respectful. I can deal with that, but um, it's definitely, it's definitely prevalent and it's there. And like, I would hate for a young girl to see that comment. And even though it's not directed at her to see that and go, oh, you know what? it's not worth becoming a referee because I will just get that too, you know? So I, it is, it's something needs to change there, I guess. Well, I wish that I could speak on behalf of all men, but certainly this man is fully supporting what you're doing. And I think it's tremendous. And that leads me on to something that I really have to touch on with you because you've recently encountered a viral moment with one of your tweets as you shared a heartwarming moment with a young spectator. I thought it was beautiful. So for those listening that are unaware, can you describe that moment? Yeah, so I was refereeing an under 18s boys match in St. Mary's, and it was St. Mary's versus Newbridge. Um, it was after work on a Wednesday. It was, uh, you know, um, a miserable evening. It was lashing rain, and um, I was just warming up beforehand um, at the side of the pitch. And there was, at the end of the pitch, just under the kind of uh, the floodlights, were a group of girls. They were training. And it was lovely to, like, I was kind of walking by them a few times and it was lovely to, to see them all, um, even in the rain and the wind and the cold, so, you know, up, up uh, weathering the storm and, and getting some training in. It was, it was nice to see. So I was kind of watching them a little bit and, you know, I was I was doing my warm-up and stuff and, like, it was nice to see their, you know, their, their passing and whatnot. So to start, what, what happened with the tweet was I, I was I was there warming up and a mother came over to me um, and it was generally just like light conversation. She was like, "Oh, it's some evening, isn't it?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, it's when, when you've been in work all day, and then you come and ref, and it's just 
not the weather that you hoped, but um, oh, she look, it's fine. I, I've rested in worse weather, and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it was kind of, um, it was very, uh, very casual. And then she said, well, my daughter was over there training, and she saw yourself and said to me, like, oh, ma'am, I think she's refing that match. That's really cool. Like, she, a girl is refereeing the match. Um, and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, I, I didn't even, it, it didn't register in my head that that would be something cool for her. Um and um, and I was like, oh, thanks, that's, thanks for letting me know. I was like, I, I was like, I was watching them train, and I, I it was a like, fair play to them. The coaches are doing a great job and stuff. And she said, yeah, no, the, she thought it was very, very cool. So, uh, no matter how your match goes tonight, uh, you've you've made a you've made a difference. Um, so I was like, oh, that's really, really nice Beautiful, to hear. So I, I, it really was, and I, and then she 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 walked off, and and I continued my my warm up and started the match and stuff and. I kind of put it behind my, you know, the back of my head, and but like it kind of, I feel like it spurred me on a bit to do like, you know, do a better job in case they were watching or something like that. So, um, but uh, I came home and talked to my nana and granddad about it, um, and I told them I was like, this woman came up to me and she said this, and and they were like, oh, that's lovely, like that's oh, that's really really nice, and I was like, yeah, I know. So it was only the next morning I was kind of sitting at my desk before work started and. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like tweet about it because it's a feel-good story. It's something nice. So, um, yeah, I did. And then I looked at my phone a couple of hours later, and it was uh, it had gained a lot of traction. And then over the weekend, it just it just kept going and going and going. And it was so lovely to see all the comments and people sending photos or messages about their daughters who referee or their nieces. And and it was just it was just very heartwarming and and not expected at all. I you know. Um, but I think everyone loves a feel-good story, so um, I was glad to share it. And everybody does love a feel-good story, particularly when we obviously discuss the toxicity that exists, unfortunately, surrounding this. So as somebody who has been there, and as someone who is doing it and continues to do it, for any little girl like that or teenage girl that's watching on, what advice would you give them if they were even contemplating following in your footsteps? Oh, see, I, 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 st- I still think that it's crazy that someone would want to follow in my footsteps. Because, um, yeah, I, I always look at, you know, like the professional female referees like Holly Davidson or, or Joy Neville. Or, and I think they're the people that they should be looking up to and not just, you know, someone who does rugby refing as a hobby. So, but then again, I, I think that that's, that's very important to know that it is an option to have it as, as your hobby. And, you know, if you don't, there's not just like black and white with rugby. You don't have to just be a player or a spectator. You can be a coach. You can, you can be a, a, a development officer. You can be a referee. You can, you know, help out any way you can. It, it's all voluntary at the end of the day. So it is, it's nice to, um, to, to be able to be that kind of uh, person that, that little girls can see, um, ref and, and think like oh that w- that would be really nice um, to do you know especially because I enjoy myself when I'm refing that like I hope that they can see that um, and then but you know like by highlighting it on on something like Twitter it shows that I'm I'm really enjoying myself and I really I really enjoy um, refing the game no matter what level it is and and in spite of any toxicity I I am on the other end of I um I still enjoy it and I still it's my it'd be my sixth season next year so. Um, still going so I, I think like to, to kind of go back to your question of um, what what I would how I would encourage them I, w- I would just you know um, find whatever part of the 
the sport you enjoy the most. Like you don't have to referee. You 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 can coach. You can you can be an assistant coach. You can you can be a volunteer in some other capacity. Um, but if you if you like the idea of refing, I think um, definitely like look up the um, the referees. The, the, the four provinces have four separate um, you know referee associations, and they all they always have the. Um, workshops that I went to to start me off they always have them on like two or three times a year and there's always someone that you could get in contact with as I said the support is absolutely incredible with Leinster referees um, and I, I, I'm, I'm no doubt that it's the same in the other provinces um, so I, I definitely think that if, if someone was interested in refing like give, give someone a call or just Google you know whatever uh, province association you would be affiliated with and um, they would be more than happy to have you on board. They're always crying out for referees so it's definitely you're, you're needed and you're valued. And you touched on something yourself and it was something I was going to ask you as well. Obviously, Holly Davidson is a, a similar age demographic mm-hmm. to yourself. Is she someone that you look at and is that aspirations that you have to progress on to the type of level that Holly has refereed at? Yeah, Holly is brilliant and, and um, yeah, no, she's, I don't think that it's in my, in my horizons to be like a professional referee, obviously it would be really nice, but okay. um, I, uh, I enjoy, I enjoy just, you know, the, the level that I'm at and maybe, maybe go up a couple of steps, but I don't see professional refereeing being in my horizons because uh, it, it's a lot of commitment and I, like it, almost a full-time job. I, I work in a law firm at the moment and um, it's busy enough uh, having to stay late and um, get get stuff done and, and just be tired after work. And I couldn't I couldn't uh, commit to a full time regime. Nor nor would I like assume I'm I'm good enough either. You know, because like people like Holly and and Joy, that they're incredible athletes as well. Um, and they they their their game management, like their their skill and their knowledge of the laws, are are, are far superior to to mine. Um, you know, I, I like to do this as a hobby, as I said, and um, I don't, I don't know if I would ever go as far. Like, if I, if I got to do AIL one day, I would be, geez, that would be, that would be the dream. But um, I, um, you know, I'm no spring chicken, and I feel like sometimes I wish I had have started reffing as uh, when I was younger, because I was um, twenty, twenty four or so when I started. But that, that already felt like I had missed out on so much, you know. So I, I uh, yeah, I'd just be happy. i just be happy to do what I'm doing and, and maybe go up a couple of levels. Something that boggles my mind, as busy as you are with refereeing and then in the law firm, you're also an avid gamer and heavily involved with Twitch. Tell me about that. Yeah, I am, yeah. I, it kind of just started during COVID. Um, when I, so I'm very close with my little sister, Jessica. Uh, she's 16 and... Uh, she loved gaming as well, and during COVID, I, I wasn't able to go and see her um, just during the kind of uh, the lockdowns and stuff. So we used to play Fortnite together all the time, um, and it was like you're in the same room with her. Like it, it was nice. It was a nice way of, of keeping uh, in touch and hanging out and stuff. Um, so from there, I, I just started playing playing that game in particular. It's only because she loved it too. Um, and then I, you know, made my own friends, and then I started watching people on Twitch. Um, I'd never heard of it before COVID, so even though it's around a long time, um, I uh, I started watching it, uh, and then I just thought maybe I'll stream. Why not? <laughs> um, and so it started from there, and 
I had no idea like that people they don't come to my streams for like the excellent gameplay <laughs> skills because I'm not that great not that great at the game. But they they like to, like I, I like to have a laugh and, and chat to people and ask people like how their days are and you know if, if if people like to come to my streams and just relax and chill out and um just watch someone be goofy and silly like that's that's all I kind of do um and uh, the occasional raging. Uh, but it wouldn't be like gamer rage like you'd see <laughs> you'd see on like YouTube videos and stuff. It's just you know it's more funny. But um, yeah, that that's that that started, and then I eventually I got um, you know, in, in contact with a few people from different brands, and um, I started uh, I signed a contract to be part of a, a, a kind of an organization called the Legion, which is an Irish uh, esports organization. And they um, they got me into uh, like you know kind of sponsorship deals with Trust Gaming and Air and uh, On Post as well, which is cool. So uh, I've, I've kind of worked with all of those names. Uh, working with Air at the moment, and um, it's, it's really cool. It just kind of um, you know uh, excelled any expectation I ever had of gaming. Like. <laughs> Amazing. I didn't even know it was a possibility, but it, yes, it's really cool. Absolutely amazing. And by the sounds of it, supply some welcome release from a stressful day. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you on Twitch, how would they do so? Uh, you would just search up my name. So uh, obviously there's there's a lot of uh, people on Twitch, so they, they had to be creative with my, my name tag. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, Miss Audrey, so M-I-S-S-A-U-D-R-E-Y-Y. Someone took it with it with the first wives there, so <laughs> I had to improvise. But that's that's how you'd find me. Um, or if you if you're if you have Twitter, uh, I always post on on my Twitter when when I'm live, um, so that you can just click on the link and and head in and say hello. Fantastic. Audrey, uh, your time has been absolutely treasured. It's a remarkable story, and I thank you ever so much thank for you. sharing it with us. No worries, Sean. Thanks for the chat. It was really really nice to talk to someone about you know, women in, in sports and it is it's nice it's refreshing to to have someone so interested in it as well. So thank you for what you do for women in sports. This is Sports Beat Extra. That's everything for today and I hope that you enjoyed Audrey's story. Keep your messages coming through our socials and your emails coming through to sport at beat102103.com. Beat Anthems is on the way after this one final message for all of you sports clubs in the region. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy. The solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie How does €1,000 for your club sound? Each month I visit a club in the region and I give them a chance to take their place in the limelight. They get to feature on air, online and across all of our socials. Then... At the end of the 12 months, one of the lucky clubs will bag €1,000 bursary and the winning club will also be chosen through a public vote so you can entice some new members. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that local clubs do while also celebrating the positive impact that you all have in your local communities. So if you want to get your club involved, head to beat102103.com forward slash club focus to apply now. I can't wait to meet you. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy. The solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie